0: What about Kaladin?
1: What about him? Hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I loved I him way more.
0: Kaladin's an interesting case here because at the end of the last book, it's like basically he's gotten everything he's ever wanted almost. He's freed his bridgemen. They have good jobs. They have this year of like doing patrols. Uh, his boys are getting paid freaking triple on this honor guard thing. Everybody's got these sick-ass yeah. tattoos on their forehead. Yeah, Bridge Four is living it up. So, Kaladin should be ecstatic, right? But no, Kaladin's a sad boy. He's got to be sad about stuff. <laughs> well,
1: his shoulders are up in his ears. This guy is so stressed out. He has the most anxiety anybody has ever had.
0: Yeah. And it's understandable. But, uh, yeah, so coming into this book, I had no idea where Kaladin's story would go. Because it like you could almost end Cal's story at the end of the last book you know if that was just it it, it'd be like a good book right
1: yeah i agree i think way of kings on its on its own is wonderful
0: yeah so yeah his his story goes somewhere in this book and i i think i said earlier that I, i didn't love the whole trope of him like losing his powers and getting them back again it that i didn't love it that's basically his arc here though
2: we get to see him swear the next ideal, which is cool.
1: See, I was confused about the ideals. Were these things written in stone, or were they spread? Like, that's pretty close. That's that's close enough.
2: That's a great question, actually, and I think I can answer it. Yeah. it's different for each person. Yes, that's They're what I all thought. Kind of similar, but they differ. We see different versions of the same oaths as we go on, so you'll notice that some of them have some subtle differences that kind of tailor them to the radiant that's making them. Yeah,
1: because whenever Dalinar was giving his oaths to the Stormfather, who right now I'm picturing as the heads, floating heads from Rick and Morty, show me what you got, and he's like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he kind
1: of, he kind of says, I, I can't remember, I can't remember what he says to the Stormfather, and the Stormfather like to paraphrase says close enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's like you're bonding. You're, you know, you're bonding that spread and that spread as a personality and they can accept it or they won't, you know, it's,
2: there's even some negotiation between down and the Stormfather, where the Stormfather is like, all right, I'll let you bond me, but I'm not going to be a shardblade blade for you. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we don't need it because Oathbreakers in the bushes. We just got to go find it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, that they they negotiated that. Huh. That's interesting. I guess I just didn't realize how interesting that was until just now.
1: You realize all that sets up is for him to dual wield. <laughs> he's going to have oh, oath, shit. oath uh, Oathbringer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's going to have Oathbringer, and then the Stormfathers are going to be like, okay, and then he's going to dual wield. It's going to be fucking dope.
0: Oh, no. Maybe he'll have a shard shield.
2: Think about how maybe, man, there's something that I want to tell you about dual wielding like that, that was kind of like spelled out in this book, but not like literally, I guess. What, you mean
1: the screams or?
2: Yeah, the screams.
1: Mm. Don't touch,
2: you'll hear the screams. It doesn't seem like it's a good thing to pick up a sharp blade if you have a sprint. I see bonded, I see.
0: The screams, the screams.
2: We can say that, and you'll find out why later.
0: Yeah, you're good right there, but you got to stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would stop there, Zach, because I I just came to my own conclusions about a few things with that. But I think that's fine. We can. That's leave definitely it there. a
0: good like thing to let simmer the let the let the people think about <laughs> that one.
1: So
2: one of the big things that Bridge Four and mostly Kaladin need to worry about in this book is how to deal with our boy Zeth's son, son, Volano. How do you fight against shard shardbearers or people that can walk on walls and attack you from the ceiling and shit?
0: Man, Zeth is such a menace, huh?
2: Yeah. Well, he's like cleaning house on entire, like, royal families.
0: <laughs> like a whole continent, a planet, basically. It's he's hard. Like the it's most heart.
2: effective mass murderer in
0: world history. It's hard to even fathom the scale of shit this guy's fucking up. Like just a, what would it be like if just every major leader in the world got murdered, you know, from the top 15 countries, Germany, France, England, America, China, Japan.
2: Yeah, imagine putting on the news tomorrow and somebody's like Magic is real and the Supreme Court, the vice president, the president and uh like yeah. twenty members of Congress are dead by a
1: superhero. <laughs> yeah. By One Punch Man.
2: <laughs> I do picture him as looking a lot like One Punch Man.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's too late. I've already that's who he is. But yeah, training.
0: They definitely describe him like an anime character. He's like this little round guy with big eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Calden uh, and Bridge Four are training with the
2: Swordmaster Zale. He's the guy that taught Adolin how to fight, and he's a pretty cool character. I like how gruff and like bare bones he is,
0: kind of.
1: Also, just like not like the other ardents. Like he's
0: this guy's like a grizzled sergeant more than a monk, huh? Yeah. Man, I was re- like, God damn it, you worthless piece of shit. I love the scene. You made me get out of bed for this. This guy's more Arlie Ernie than let's say.
1: Where they're washing the sand in the training grounds. And Z- and Zyle's like, Yeah, would you think we just like didn't wash the sand? <laughs> I loved it.
0: I think we just got sweaty sand in here. Gross.
2: Kalga is on a big journey in this book, I think, to get back to him, uh, where he kind of deals with this resentment he has for light eyes. I wouldn't say that he ever really stops resenting them completely, but you know, he kind of faces down some of his biggest problems from the uh, death of his brother.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Calden's whole thing was his oaths and actually understanding his oath. Because I think that was his problem. He's like, "I right, well, yeah, I'm fulfilling my oath," but yeah, it's not about just saying the
2: words. Like, you can say the right words, and if you don't like mean them or understand them, then the oath doesn't count. So even if he would have said this well, next oath, like at the beginning of the book, it wouldn't have worked for him. I don't think.
1: Yeah, because there would have been anybody there to listen to him.
2: <laughs> that too. So I was talking about how Calden and his personal journey in this. Book are tied up in this oath that he takes at the end where he swears to protect everyone, even those that he hates, so long as it is right.
1: He should have said, and even Elicar. (laughs) Well, he swore
2: it like over Elicar's whimpering form on the ground, so it was pretty obvious. What's
1: up?
0: I said, I was thinking he should have said, except Elicar. Yeah, I
1: I like Elicar now. It's hard for me to really
2: like hate Elikar because he's kind of in like a shitty situation for his whole life.
1: Exactly. It sounds like his father was an asshole. So.
2: And his father died while he was like still really young.
0: Okay. So now we're just getting to like the whole Brandon Sanderson thing where there are no bad characters. <laughs> I think, I think that's honestly like the, like the 10 was pretty bad. I hate 10. She probably had her motivations, man. I. I'm sure if we got some more tin back story, you probably wouldn't hate her. I, I think that's the point of the book. Like the, the Parshendi at first are supposed to be these bad guys. They're the alien invaders. And then we realize really, the, uh, the Alethi are bad guys. If you're going to say it's anybody. Yeah, seriously. If you look <laughs> at it, but then later we get some things where we understand why the Alethi are the way that they are. Uh, and on top of that, you know, characters like Moash who become really hated and he's still hated now. I won't tell you where his character's at, but I I'm not gonna be surprised when Sanderson brings this back around and makes you love Moash again. Redemption arcs are the name of the game.
1: <laughs> I think Moraes would have shot two darts into Tin's eyes.
0: <laughs>
1: and then he would have said, Your backstory sucks. <laughs>
2: So let's talk about the reason that Cal lost his powers. Uh, is that pretty evident, do you think?
1: Yeah, he lost them on the way out to the Shattered Plains when he, right I mean, before he fell in.
0: Because he's making these plans to kill the king, he's losing his bond with Syl. is like, this isn't right. You he's know? not and,
2: protecting.
0: Yeah, he's not protecting. So the more he talks about killing... Uh, quote-unquote innocent man. I guess he's innocent. All right, I'll give it to him. He's an innocent guy. She can't like deal with it anymore, and she put he's
1: pushes her further and further away. It's like physically
2: painful to her.
0: Like yeah, you
2: can tell this is gonna be actually bad for Sil
1: personally. Yeah. And she flies off with some windsprint. How does he survive the fall into the chasm? Was that his last hurrah of having Stormlight? I think so. Okay, it wasn't Shalon who saved him. Cause she seemed to not know.
2: She can't heal him. I mean, I she can she...
1: probably slow his fall.
2: Hmm. I but. don't think she can. Maybe I guess there would be some ways, but it would have been pretty obvious. I think if she did it by soul casting, yeah, she would have like soul cast the air into a ramp or some shit.
1: <laughs> so they basically just both hit the ground and healed themselves. Dude, I just pictured
0: like them falling down, and Shalon still casting a ramp, and then like riding Kaladin into it like a
1: skateboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bust his skull off a rock. His,
2: like unconscious body, yeah. like, sliding down the ramp yeah. of a half
1: pipe. <laughs> she turns around and looks at the blood and patterns, like mmm pattern. <laughs> she jumps
2: up and clicks her heels that are like the boots that she stole from Kaladin.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, that's a huge tangent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One that needed explored, though, I think. Kaladin cool. protected Shalon in that chasm. Yeah. He still didn't get his stuff back, though. That's a pretty cool scene with that chasm
0: being, huh? That was great. We also get some pretty big action,
2: if not resolution, on Kaladin. I guess this is, you would say, his main plot now, which would be his revenge or beef with Amram, yeah, he gets to call out Amram publicly, and Dalinor takes his
0: side at the end. And oh, I, I was man, not this- expecting that. This fucked up the whole thing, though. Like, did you? I don't know. Did you notice how smooth that would have been if Kaladin wouldn't have said that? Sadius would have had to accept down or Adolin's duel. It it would have really worked
2: out. That's a different moment, actually. I was talking about at the very end of the book, like before they go on the final like attack, where the Everstorm happens. Uh, where he, he calls out Amaram. he's like, "You're under arrest."
1: Nice. Yeah he he walks Amaranth up to him, and Calden's like, "You're really gonna make me apologize to him? I hate myself." And then Am- and then Ke- Dalinar's like, "No, no, no, oh, no! I'm gonna make this asshole apologize to you, buddy."
2: Good Dalinar! Yeah, He's totally. such a G.
1: Man, Dalinar's great. He is great. He does the right thing like every fucking time.
0: Yeah. Now I love how <laughs> I love how Kaladin never expects him to.
1: Yeah.
2: Seriously. He's like, Fuck, this guy this is actually cool.
1: God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> God, I wish he was my dad.
2: I just want to hate everybody. Why is he making it so hard?
1: That is his inner monologue sometimes. <laughs> he's like, oh, but I should hate him that due makes... to his eye color. Seriously. Yeah, that's pretty much word for
0: word. <laughs> I think he's over the, a lot of that by the end of the book, though. Well, now he's a
1: he has light
2: eyes. Yeah. Well, when he's using his radiant powers.
1: Oh, I, I missed that. I thought it was always.
2: No, it's just when he powers up, kind of.
1: So he is literally a super saiyan. That's ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, he already has, like, the glowing flames and shit. Like, he powers up, like, a Dragon Ball Z character.
0: Yeah. I love how he's trying not to do that in the pit fight. He's trying to use, like, just enough Stormlight to stay alive, but not let people know he's a super saiyan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it's (laughs) daylight out, so it doesn't shine as brightly, which helps. Yeah. It's a fun little detail. All right. So, I think that's all we want to really talk about for Kaladin. Uh, We're not missing anything, are we?
1: Uh, I mean, we talked a lot about his good moments at the beginning of the episode, so.
2: Okay. So, Zeth, that's uh, the second Alaska last guy, person I want to talk about. Yeah. We kind of mentioned a lot of these already, but, you know, his, he starts off trying to kill Dalinar and gets his ass kicked, like, twice, basically.
0: I, I, this is a Zeth and Kaladin moment, but with something we didn't mention with Cal is uh, him getting his arm hit with the shard blade and yeah we we learned the true extent of his healing powers because everybody's like oh he'll never get to use that arm again
1: i didn't know he was going to be able to heal that so
0: Neither when i was I. when i
1: was reading it i'm like oh my god he just lost his arm he's yeah. useless now
0: yeah i it gave me uh like gunslinger vibes where roland gets that a whole
1: up yeah. you know that really should have <laughs> made me think about Fuck, what's his name? The Hardassian. The one arm. The Elopen. The Lopin. He is growing his arm back.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. That's awesome, isn't it?
1: I love that he praxe- practices every day.
0: Yeah. Man, I love Alopen. But yeah. Such uh, a fun character. Cal getting his arm racked was a pretty crazy moment for me, for sure.
2: Man, and how cool was that final battle like while they're fighting in the Everstorm? And there's like, you called that too, actually, Steve, about him fighting in a high
1: storm. That he can recharge himself the whole time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we see Syl showing off her cool new powers, transforming into, like, hundreds of different weapons and shit, like, as they're fighting.
0: I was so hyped when you said that last episode. Like, it, like, clicked in your head during the podcast. You were like, yeah. oh, wait, he can just continually fight in an Everstorm. <laughs> I was like, yes, Steve, he can. Well, yeah. In a high storm. and We didn't know what an story, Everstorm was last yeah. time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was badass when she was changing into any weapon he wanted. It's you... pretty
2: terrifying to have two of these storms at the same time now, too, huh? We didn't really talk about that yet.
1: Have you seen the fan art where it's, like,
0: red on one side and blue on the other, and it's Kalen's death fighting? That's actually the cover art
2: of the, of the Stormlight board game.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
2: Call to Adventure. Cool. Do you have that? Nah, I should get it, though. Ooh. We should play that. Yeah, so we should do that. a live episode...
0: Yeah, us reading the rules.
1: That's in like three months.
0: That's coming up.
1: It's this quarter.
2: (laughs) Or no, it's not. Yeah, this quarter
1: hasn't ended yet. All right. Uh, So Zeth, probably his biggest moment for me in this book was whenever he was, one, resurrected, but two, handed a talking sword.
2: Yeah. So he loses his honor blade, which means he doesn't have Windrunner powers anymore.
0: Have we ever explained like what an honor blade is? Can we do that without spoiling everything? This is that's dip- pretty
1: clearly
2: spelled out in this book, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could do it, and then yeah, you yeah won't you spoil. So, an honor blade is something that was created, I think, by the heralds, so that people who couldn't be radiance could also have these powers and have a sword. And so, there's a cache of them which is being held by Zeth's people.
2: I think you kind of have it, but backwards almost Mm. the radiant or the heralds get their version of radiant powers from these blades. These are the personal weapons of the heralds. Oh, okay. So there's 10 total of them, one for each herald. We see them all at the beginning of the first book. You know, there's like the nine swords in a circle and one missing. Mm
1: -hmm. So do we know who Zeth's blade he was using? Yeah.
2: Uh shit. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It's but, fine
1: if you don't, but that's cool that we know that.
0: Yeah, and it's cool because a herald hands him nightblood Yeah. So he was he was using like, he was using this one of these the guys, Bloody's sword. So I just wanted to bring that up because an honor blade is, is like a bigger deal than a shard blade, right? It, see.
2: The Herald of the Windrunners is the big daddy of the Heralds, Jezrean, King of Heralds.
0: So it was his sword. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you see him put that in the circle in the uh, beginning of the first book.
0: Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You could probably
2: match up the
1: descriptions. I'd have to check to double text.
2: or I'd have to double check it to make sure, but I bet you could do that.
1: So what has Jezrean been using this entire book to kill everyone?
2: That's not Jezrean. That's Nail.
1: Oh, okay. Does Nail Nail have his sword? Nail has his sword back. Yeah. Yeah. Nail does. Yeah. He's killing everybody with it.
0: And then so yeah, we get Nightblood, man. This is a great character. I fucking love Nightblood.
2: Yeah, and Nail too. That's a good time to talk about Nail. So Nail shows up at the end of the book and gives uh Nightblood to our boy Zeth.
0: So this definitely isn't the first herald we've met. I this is probably getting to be the like the fifth, but it's so cool when you see one out in the wild, huh?
1: There's the yeah. one that's maddened.
2: So if you want to know which order Nail is involved with, he is the leader of the skybreakers hmm. which are one adjacent to, like, they they have the same kind of relationship that uh, Yaslan and Shallan's orders have where they share one of the surges so they can both fly, but they have a different surge also.
1: Wait, so who was the warden that was hunting down the girl who eats food? Nail. Nail. That was Nail. So that yeah. means one of his oaths must be that he must obey the law.
2: He is the Herald of Justice. So yeah, okay. he's basically like a letter of the law guy.
1: Yeah, because they were like, nope, against the law, you can't cut her. And he's like, I guess we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> he was pissed that he slipped that guy's throat.
0: Yeah. Nail's
1: like kind of a terrifying character, honestly. I think so. I think he's one of the most terrifying ones in the book.
2: Well, one thing that you'll notice as you meet more and more of these heralds is that they all kind of have a bit of a screw loose at this point. Like, even if they started off sane after, like, being alive this long, none of them really have their shit together anymore.
0: Right. His is just, like, creepy, though. It's scary. It's ominous.
2: Live for 10,000 years, half of it being torture and literal hell. And, you know, you kind of lose a little bit of the old marbles. Yeah, <laughs> a few of the old marbles, I guess you say.
0: I think about them being in what's it called, the Shadesmore. No, in hell. It's not hell. They're in
2: uh, damnation.
0: Yeah, when they're in damnation, like I think about that all the time. That they just got like like that cycle, that first beginning of the book where you see that happen is so powerful. It, it really sits with me all the time.
2: Yeah, you see, Town throughout this book, and he's like completely fucking insane.
0: When (laughs) he catches, he did an extra five thousand years or something, huh?
2: Yeah, he's the most insane of them. So, I mean, the rest of them are better than that, but (laughs) still not by much.
1: He saved Amaran's life, and I was super pissed. (laughs) But I guess Amaran's probably porting or something. Gosh,
0: I forgot about that.
1: He thought that the darts were at the prisoner and, and Amaran was like, Oh shit, they're trying to kill me.
2: Yeah. So, uh, one more character to talk about, uh, I
1: This is
2: the first POV we get of any Parshendi people, right?
1: Yes. And it's early, I think in the book. Or yeah. They
2: call themselves, uh, the listeners,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we get a handful of them and man, she is so interesting. I love these first ending chapters.
1: I liked her the first half, and then she just started making poor decisions.
0: It's still so interesting, though. She's so
1: desperate,
2: though. Like, her people are all going to (laughs) die.
1: True. I mean, she had a plan and then didn't stick to it and then did the thing that she thought was a bad idea, and then it turned out it was.
2: What was her last option, I think, like... If bad ideas are all you got left, you got to do the bad idea.
1: No, she was going to meet with Dalinar, but she decided to do the bad idea before she met with Dalinar. Sure, yeah. Stupid. So stupid.
2: Just couldn't trust the humans.
1: She's like standing there talking to 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 Dalinar, who, who she thought was Dalinar. It's really Adolin in Dalinar's armor. And she's like having screaming in her head. She's like, ah, 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 I'm tough. You suck. Get out of here. Get out of my face. You know, it's like, okay, you're fucked.
2: She is the first uh person that we meet a void spend a void spend through, which is cool. Uh you learn a lot about how the magic works through these listener POVs. They they definitely know more about what's going on than the humans on Rishar do.
0: I had an interesting thought earlier about how the Parshendi typically fight in pairs right so do you you think typically if they had two shard bears that they would be like partnered that would be interesting because i
2: I never really see two of them at once well because she's the last
0: one. one yeah yeah uh but before i don't think they ever talk about them doing that but i just i just thought about like she fights alone you know and that's not like Well, before
2: they were forced to all work together, after they met the humans, like each tribe was kind of like individualistic. So I don't know if any single tribe had more than one set of swords.
0: Right, but I'm just saying, in any given fight, all the Parshendi are paired off. She's the only one that doesn't have a partner, right? So typically, would she... You know, if if there was... She would have had somebody to reason with her. Only one... Tribe would have had, so probably not, anyways. I guess, yeah.
1: So, can you guys cool to see the... clear up some things for me about sure. Esh and I that I might have missed? So, when Esh and I was getting all of the non void listeners together to kill them, essentially, even her mother, remember there was a group, the one that she sent her most trusted guy with that had her mother in the group, and they got out of dodge, they went into the chasms. Yeah. That was the last we heard of that group? Yeah, they're
2: still out there. I think Great. I can say that.
1: Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I would assume they were because we didn't hear that they died. Right, so yeah. that the leader that she sent with that was not the mole that was on bridge four. No. Great. Okay.
2: Shen was the mole on bridge four.
1: Yeah. Well, he has a different name whenever he's Relaine. with the listeners.
2: Yeah, he's Relaine now.
1: So I was wondering if Relaine was the one who took that group and, and left, but it, that is not true. Because, if I understand this correctly, all of the void bringers or listeners died in that fight.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Either they died or transformed into uh, singers.
1: Oh, I see. I, I could have sworn at one point they said they all died, and that makes me think the only ones left are that group that is in the chasms.
0: So... When you become a singer, I mean, I think you kind of do die, right? This thing takes over your body; you are no longer you. So, I, I think you might have like heard the wording in that context. Yeah, because Shalon was
1: saying, like, why would they all want to die?
0: But you, so the yeah, only it's like until your soul dies and your body survives. But you're right that the only listeners left are the ones that you're talking
1: about. Great. I just wanted to make sure that they weren't talked about again, and I didn't miss that because I I was looking forward to that. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna oh, yeah. meet up with Dalinar.
2: Yeah, they're still out there. You, Your their fate is still in the air, and you'll uh, get more of that action.
1: Excellent. Eshenai's mom still out there. Good. All right. I don't
2: remember if her mom specifically is or not.
1: Well, she's in that group <laughs> that that bailed. So.
2: Okay. All right. So. Uh, good buck. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about with the void spread? I thought
1: There's, it was cool.
0: It was a little scary.
2: You'll see more about those guys later. It's just important to recognize the fact that there is kind of like
0: anti spren I had a hard time conceptualizing what this even like meant at the time. I remember feeling super lost at the end of this book about like what the high storm was like, or, or, or the ever storm. I mean, and what these void spren were and what happened to the listeners it clears up a lot later, but if you're feeling a little lost here,
1: they're gonna explain it later. Cool. It happened so quickly. Yeah. And yeah, at,
0: at this
2: point you're not really supposed to know exactly what happened, I think.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel. And we still have a lot to learn about Odium. Yeah.
2: Odium. And you'll find out a lot more about him in the next book. So stay tuned. I mean Good. That's probably where you learn the most about Odium is the next book.
1: Great. So do we want to talk about any extra spoilers?
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, uh, we're going to do some Warbreaker spoilers at this point. So if you haven't read Warbreaker, thanks for listening. And uh, next week, we're going to be doing House of the Dragons. So we're going to be taking a break on Stormlight for a while to cover that show and then Rings of Power when it comes out. So I hope you'll join us for that, too, if you like this stuff. Thanks, guys. And now on to Warbreaker.
1: Warbreaker. Read
2: Warbreaker. (laughs) Yeah, so the two major crossover characters that we get here are Zyle slash Vasher and Nightblood, if you want to call Nightblood a person. I think he's a person. He's a character.
1: He's a sprint. Basically, yeah. Dial mentioned. Good observation. Oh, I thought he said that.
2: I just think, well, if you want to consider that Vasher was trying to copy shard blades when uh he made nightblood and that if nightblood is a spren what does that say Okay I'll buy that
1: <laughs> Wait I mean that that would mean Os were talked about
0: Well he he's not literally a spren but he's like uh an approximation they could of get one, to that right? with
2: like, uh, awakening instead of stormlight
1: Yeah Oh, yes, because of the colors and the darkness that spews out of it.
0: Well, this yeah. was like a couple of scientists trying to make a shard blade, right? So it's not a real shard blade. This is like their best go at one.
2: So if you know like Vasher was one of the five scholars they say in Warbreaker, and those guys were all war- world hoppers. So him and his Shashara girlfriend and R Steel, and Denth, and I can't remember the other ones, but those guys all ended up on Rashar, and they saw Shardblades in action, and Nightblood was the result of their best attempt at copying a Shardblade using Awakening.
1: And I never understood why he could wield it and others couldn't, and it would kill some people.
2: Well, it feeds on... Uh, investiture. In so if you don't have a lot of breath to feed it, it takes your breath.
1: Oh, I see. And then, then it then also might stab your life
2: you. Force from there, yeah.
1: Because it doesn't really understand what evil is. <laughs> though he says he does. It's cool now that in this
0: world, though, it runs off of. Can I say this? It runs off of stormlight.
1: You should not have said that.
2: Well, that was it's implied heavily, or else it would be useless to Zeth. I think I we know can get I away should. with saying that.
1: Fine. Yeah, I think that's fine.
2: Like, what use would he have for it? If it couldn't run on Stormlight, it would just kill him.
1: True. He's like, here's a sword, and he throw it at his feet. Yeah. I, and I was brought like, you I was back like, to life. I was I was like, don't use pick, this thing that's going to kill you? Don't pick that up. Don't pick that up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to hear Michael Kramer do the voice instead of the Warbreaker narrator.
2: So I think it's also safe to imply there that... Nail has plans for Zeth within his order of the Knights Radiant, which would be the Skybreakers. Hmm. So he's that's how he's going to get his supply of stormlight to
1: feed. Is Kaladin a storm? Uh, Skybreaker? Kaladin's a Windrunner. Windrunner. Okay. Okay.
2: They share a uh, surge on the table, so they both can fly. Hmm. They have the surge of gravitation. Windrunners also have adhesion, and you'll find out what the other one for the Skybreakers is later.
1: I see.
0: I mean, let's be honest. The gravity one's the best one. <laughs> Being able to fly is pretty badass. The Windrunners definitely have the most fun power. We were talking about earlier, like what you would want to be. Or or what you would be is what I was thinking. So like I think if I'd want to be a windrunner, but I have a hard time imagining what I actually would be. Like what kind of friend would choose to bond me? Right.
2: I could see you being a stone warden. <clears throat> what do the stone wardens do? I don't remember. They like shape stone, kind of. So it's kind of like a handyman kind of. Uh, Isn't that just radiant. soul casting? Uh, not the same.
1: I have to look into those if they were ever explained. But
2: you'll, uh, I think there's like tables where you will find like the name and what their surges are, but they never really talk about it. Like that's the thing that's in like the appendices or whatever. I think hmm. you'll find out more about them in the next two books.
1: Well, I, I think that's enough about those. Uh, you have one thing left, and that's going forward. What do you want to see most from the next book, and what is the biggest mystery or question at this point? Uh, for what i want to see in the next book i want to see the other gates uh, which means the rest of the world uh, they mentioned that the other gates are locked so we're going to go to those places we're going to we're going to daily do dood unlock those gates because it's going to be badass to travel all over the world
2: yeah and that's then, a good prediction
1: well i think that's what the wit and yasna ending was because yasna comes out with a backpack and she's like Oh, I got to go find the city. They're like, already found (laughs) it. And then she like listed a few things that she wanted to do. And he was like, yeah, sure. Let's, you know, let's get on that.
2: I love that scene from Wit's point of view where he's like, what is it with these people and crabs? (laughs) (laughs) Everything's a fucking crab
0: on this planet.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. He was talking to it. (laughs) That's
0: great.
1: Uh, So biggest mystery Uh, what I had written down was Dalinar's boon. You know, we got to see somebody else. Oh, the king apparently had a boon so that he could be the most intelligent man some days and dumb some other days.
2: Yeah. Taravangian.
1: Yeah, Taravangian went and saw the night mother. Is that what she's called? Night Watcher. Night Watcher. So that just brings up Dalinar. What was Dalinar's boon? My guess at this point was so that Renarin could live. But that, that would be what he wanted. And his boon okay. is that he has to forget that about his wife. So this next book is about Dalinar. So I have a feeling we're going to get to that. But we'll see. That's uh, also
2: a good guess. Let's see.
1: Yeah, I mean, who's going to be the bad guys, really, in this next book? The rest of the world? The environment? Because there's a lot of wars going on. Nobody's well, one the of them
2: guy. should be kind of obvious. There is a bad guy that hasn't been addressed yet out in the field, uh, Taravangian.
1: Yeah, but I Taravangian to me, I'm not even sure if he is, or he doesn't even think he's a bad guy. Well,
2: none of the bad guys ever do think they're the bad guy. He says
1: it out <laughs> loud. He's like, oh, I do terrible things, but we all know it's for the best. Well,
2: that's what every terrorist thinks.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: A lot of times in books, though, you do get like a legit bad guy who's just a piece of shit, like sour yeah. an asshole.
1: <laughs> I don't think that Sadius had any great motivations other than wanting to be king and make decisions. Yeah,
0: Sadius is a pretty big piece of shit. Well, he also thought
2: that he was like doing the best for the kingdom by removing a weak high prince.
0: Yeah.
1: I loved whenever he gets killed, Adolin walks up to him and he's wearing like a white kind of blouse or something like that. And Adolin was like, Ew, that makes his skin color look really gross. And, <laughs> and I was like, because we found out that Sadius also cares about fashion. Yeah. So it was awesome that Adolin was like, uh, not, not the best Exe- decision. Executed
2: for crimes of fashion.
1: Yeah. Terrible um,
0: drip, my Lord.
1: Man, that's another, another mystery. reason
2: that Adolin is great in this book is just like fucking stabbing Sadius in the eyeball. That's oh yeah. hundred percent.
1: Just, Fully redeemed. No bad has ever happened. <laughs> I, I think that I want to know how did Yasna escape the boat? How, where the fuck did she go? Probably Shadesmar, but how did she like backpack there? It seems like she was on like a fucking trip.
2: Well, you nailed it there, actually. She went to Shadesmar, yeah. Yeah. But good question about how she survives there.
1: Yeah. I want to know more about Wit, too. I, f- I felt like this was a good book for Wit. We build him up a little more. He was sad. He he said to Dalinar, I would love for you to succeed, Dalinar, but I will destroy you if it means that I succeed in my own mission. And I was like, shit, Wit is a toughie.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's another reason why I need to read Mistborn Era 2 because Wit shows up in that too and you'll
1: see more. Excellent. All right. You want to sign us off?
2: Yeah, that's all we got to talk about. This has been a pretty long one. We might break this up into two parts and publish them at the same time. We were talking about that a little bit. But thanks for sticking with us through uh, the whole thing either way. We'll be back next week. Uh, Jake will be on vacation to go to a wedding. So we might have to do the first episode of House of the Dragon without him.
0: I'm going to try and be there for it.
2: Okay, that'd be great. So that's what you have to look forward to next week uh, House of the Dragon First episode, we're going to be here to talk about it
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll have like internet and uh, fire stick and all this stuff I guess I could just bring my fire stick huh? so then, uh, as long as I have Wi Fi. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to have my it. fire stick. We'll okay. find a way to make I'll be your there. thoughts that, I'll you know, be
2: there. even if I just have to like read a statement that you write or something
0: <laughs> Should I take this microphone?
2: Yeah, probably yes. if you want to record there Well, anyhow, we are the Three Rivers Boys. Follow us on Twitter. That's at Three Rivers Boys, three spelled out. We're also on Discord. Check out our Discord server. You can check that out on Twitter. We have a link for where to join it. Uh, We'll be here next week and read more books. See you guys. I'm Steve. I'm Jake. I'm Zach.
1: Love you, (laughs) Bob.